Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Alexander Audio. And uh, my guest today is Joanne Widner, who's an Alexander Technique teacher who lives in Richmond, Virginia. She, her background is in nursing. She also has a Master of Science in exer Exercise Physiology. And she also um, has direct personal experience with rheumatoid arthritis herself, which we're going to abbreviate as RA during this interview. And we're going to talk today about some advice, suggestions, things to consider for Alexander teachers when they get a student who is suffering from RA. Um, Joanne, welcome to the show. Thanks, Robert. Um, I think it might be good if you could begin by just uh, summarizing your own experience with RA and then a little bit about how the technique was useful to you personally. And then we'll get into some considerations for Alexander teachers who may not have that, uh, who, most of whom will not have had that experience. Right. Um well, I have had RA diagnosed now for uh, four years, and um, and that's pretty recent, I think, in terms of chronic disease. Uh, I had little symptoms, little warnings early on in life in my 20s. I had kind of a stubborn tendonitis, and um, RA was considered and ruled out at the time because I didn't have any of the other um, diagnostic indicators. And then I had little little episodes in my 30s and 40s, again, with tendonitis, sore joints, fatigue, uh, but it was self-limited and, and went away. But then uh, as I got into my fifth decade, decade uh, RA came on really, really strong, very obvious that that is what I had. Mm -hmm. And is that a fairly typical pattern for RA, that there might be some warning signs and then at some point there's a more major flare-up, or is, it, is, that, is that not possible to generalize from your experience? It, it's one of many patterns. Mm -hmm. um, because RA can be very subtle, uh, and because there's no single diagnostic test, it can be hard to diagnose mm -hmm. um, and sort of tease out, well, what exactly is going wrong here? And um, other times, it people will just get sick very suddenly, and it's very obvious <laughs> that right. they have RA. So you see all different kinds of onset patterns uh, and disease courses. Um, sometimes someone can, uh, you know, be having quite a bit of inflammation, and then it quiets down and goes away for a good long time. Other people have a big flare or roar of inflammation, and it just keeps building, keeps building, keeps building. Mm -hmm. So I suppose it's possible that um, an Alexander Technique teacher might have a student who does have RA symptoms, but that hasn't actually been diagnosed at that, at that point. I, I think that's, you know, may very well happen to uh, teachers. And so I think one of the good things about this podcast is that we can do a little awareness mm -hmm. raising mm -hmm. and uh, and let Alexander teachers know that if they have a student who, um, first of all, morning stiffness 
is one of the uh, cardinal signs. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody's going, "Uh uh-oh, I'm a little stiff in the morning. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a very pronounced stiffness that doesn't go away. And I think typically um, people tend to think, well, if it would be limited to the hands. And that's not the case. Um, the stiffness can be in particular joints or it can be body-wide. And then also another feature is fatigue. And, um, you know, fatigue can have a lot of different causes, but it's one of the things that we see in RA. And then if people have painful joints or they have, uh, they're very prone to tendonitis, um, those would be some symptoms. Um, and uh, they would need to see a rheumatologist to have a more thorough investigation, do lab work, and uh, a good physical examination, a good history, and see if that's what they've got. Um, or hopefully rule it out and say, no, you don't have that. Right. So someone coming to you for lessons who has some of those symptoms, you might it might make you kind of alert at least to that possibility that they are suffering from RA. And of course, a lot of people would know they have RA because they've been diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Now, in an earlier interview, we, we did a podcast for the general public, uh, the, well, that segment of the general public that has RA, um, about how the Alexander Technique could be uh, something useful for people in that situation. And... Um, we talked a little bit about how you would work with someone with RA and generally it seemed like from what you said that you would work with them more or less the same way you would with someone else but obviously taking into account uh, certain limitations. Could, Could you elaborate a little bit on what you might do differently uh, for Alexander teachers, so the, from from the point of view of an Alexander teacher, what are some things they might want to consider doing a little differently with a patient who has a, a student who has RA? Well, the first thing you would do, which would be something that you would do for all your students, is is interview them and find out what their individual situation is. Um, with RA, there are lots of different pictures that you might see. You might see someone with mild disease, and their main problem might be some achiness and some fatigue, occasional joint pain. Um, or you might see someone who's got a uh, much more severe disease, who perhaps is in a wheelchair because they've had um, pretty severe joint damage by that point. And then you might see people in between. You would often see people in between those two extremes. And um, something that has come on the horizon, I just want to mention, with um, rheumatoid arthritis, over the past 15 years, uh, there have been new therapies available. And these are medications. They are called biologics or uh, biologic response modifiers. And they are the most effective thing we have found this far in helping quiet down RA. These are used in combination with another group of medications that have been available mm, 20, 25 years or so. I'm not sure the exact time frame on that. They're called DMARDs or 
disease-modifying anti-rheumatic agents or drugs. Mm -hmm. And um, so we used to see a lot of disability with RA because we didn't have anything that would really stop the joint destruction once it was underway. With these new medications, um, we're seeing much better outcomes. Now, the, the unfortunate part is that not everyone responds to these medications, but many people do. So you may have someone come into your practice and they look really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would not know they have underlying disease. Um, but that's because either they have something very mild or they're being treated successfully with these new medications. Mm-hmm. So you would you would certainly want to know what, what medications they're taking uh, if they have RA. Yeah, I don't know that you would need to know the, the specifics. But the general but, type of medications they're taking. Right. Yeah. And, and something in particular about that is that many of these medications work by dampening down the immune response. Um, rheumatoid arthritis is, is different from osteoarthritis in that rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disease. And that means that the person's immune system is inadvertently attacking the synovial lining of their joints and causing inflammation. And if that is prolonged, that leads to joint damage. And so these medications work by dampening down that overzealous immune response. And that works out very nicely as far as controlling the disease. But it does put the person more at risk for contracting infections. And so any kind of respiratory infection, they're going to be a little bit more vulnerable to. They're also going to be a little bit more vulnerable to skin infections. And so, um, you know, I, I hope Alexander teachers are pretty cognizant of if they have a cold or if they have the flu, they need to wait until they're no longer infectious um, before they're seeing patients. Because we, we are right in people's personal space where transmission of, of germs occurs, uh, especially respiratory type of viruses. Um, and so that's something we want to be mindful of. And also just remembering to wipe down the body work table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I hope everybody does that. But I, I think I, I'm very aware of it coming from a nursing background that I think maybe we might get a little bit lax and forget about that. So a little extra attention to um, possibility of of infection and uh, uh, just cleanliness of the surroundings, right? Right, right. Now, is there – so apart from that, um, is it – if you have a a student who has RA, would you – possibly tailor your lessons to, for example, maybe emphasize table work a little more? Is that a possibility? Or what, what, what might you do differently in general, apart from those sort of basic sanitation things we talked about? Again, it depends on the person. Um, there are two things, three things, really, that I would keep in mind, keep at the forefront of your mind. Um, first of all, is is that people with RA have some degree of fatigue usually, and sometimes it's very pronounced, and other times it's it's not so much of a limitation. They'll maybe have a little shorter day than they would otherwise. Um, it, again, we see a whole spectrum of that. 
But um, usually RA patients are at their best um, midday, mid-morning, midday. In the morning, a lot of times there's some stiffness that needs to be worked out. And by evening, a lot of times they're tired. So scheduling appointments during the middle of the day is usually optimal. And um, another thing that happens with this stiffness, it's called gelling. Um, but it's not the good kind of gelling where you're, you're, you're cool, you know, you're kicking back. Right. It's, it's, uh, you get stiff if you are in any position for very long. And so um, you might actually use a little shorter table turn because your, mm-hmm. uh, your patient, excuse me, your student mm-hmm. um, may get stiff on mm-hmm. the table, mm-hmm. um, or you may change a little bit more frequently. You might um, do a brief table turn and then do some walking, then do some chair work, and then maybe go back to the table to finish. So you would kind of break up the lesson and um, be moving from one modality to the next mm-hmm. um, a little faster than you would otherwise. Right, so you might be cautious about too lengthy uh, time on the chair without having your student get up and walk around a little, that sort of thing as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, also, as far as the, the table goes, um, joints are oftentimes tender. And so it can be helpful to have like a sheepskin cover to put on your table. Um, you know, my, my table is pretty firm, and I really loved that. I had that table before I had RA, <laughs> and it, it was great. I could feel, you know, my, my bones. Um, now it's not so comfortable, so I've got my little sheepskin um, cover that I put on for me, and I use it for anyone else who has tender joints, and then it, it comes off and we don't need it. Right. Now, I, I trained in England long back in prehistoric times and back then in England anyway everyone used uh, hard wooden surfaces I never saw a massage table used uh, for table work when I was there so maybe if you're in the English tradition of hard surfaces you might want to make an exception if you have a, a student come in with RA put some extra blankets on the table or extra layers of cushioning, an extra layer of cushioning of some kind, some foam maybe. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. And, and again, you know, ask your student. <laughs> yeah, ask your student. Right? What, what do you need? What right, do you need? Right. So, I mean, you might want to compromise a little bit on the firm surface that gives you feedback about what's going on and all of that to, as a practical matter here, we might have to soften the surface a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else that you would say to Alexander teachers who who have students with RA? Uh, yeah, I'd like to mention uh, flares. Uh, again, this isn't the, the good kind of fancy flare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is uh, a flare of inflammation. And um, when a person is first diagnosed with RA, usually they have quite a lot of inflammation. And it, it takes time. Um, for the medications to begin to calm that down. And it sometimes may take time to find the right combination of medications. And this can be a really hard time for your student with RA. And so being, you know, just supportive of them through this, this time frame. And also, once the disease is under good control, 
person can still have flares if if they get sick with a virus or if they're under a lot of stress or if they get particularly tired uh, the inflammation can kind of ramp up again and sometimes they just seem to come out of nowhere so your student may be doing quite well and then they'll come in and they obviously don't feel well at all and so it, it that can be what the situation is so there's this little bit of mysterious uh, nature to RA. It waxes and wanes. Um, sometimes you, you just really don't know why it's better or why it's worse. Uh, so just bear with your student through those times. Be supportive of them. And also uh, the joint inflammation can move around. So it might be that the hands are quite uh, stiff and, and swollen and painful one week and then those get a little bit better and then the knees start to hurt. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's really, it's kind of a frustrating disease um, because you never know what is going to happen next. But on the other hand, it's kind of good in that uh, sometimes my hands have just been so painful and then I've learned that, you know what, they usually feel better eventually. (laughs) So if if a student who has RA comes in and they're having one of these flaring episodes, Mm -hmm. do you uh, adjust the lesson to that situation and and, and how do you do that? Yeah, you definitely need to adjust. Um, They may need a shorter lesson. Mm -hmm. They may need to reschedule altogether just depending on how it is. And um, so, you know, I think I, I certainly try and keep appointments if I've made them, but sometimes I've had to reschedule because I, I get sick and I wasn't expecting to get sick. So kind of bear that in mind with, with your RA students. Um, but you may, if they still want to do their lesson, it may need to be shorter. Mm-hmm. Or you might want to change the focus a little bit. You might want to work more with the mental aspects of um, the Alexander Technique, you know, how can we use our thinking to work uh, with this experience? Um, Yeah, you feel really rotten right now. Most people feel really sick when they have a flare. How can we work with your thinking and and not react to that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and yet cope with it in a constructive way? Um, So, yeah, I would definitely be adjusting the lesson. And just generally being... um understanding if someone does cancel for that reason maybe mm-hmm. even saying ahead of time that obviously if you if you feel that the pain is going to interfere with learning just call up and cancel and we'll we'll reschedule mm-hmm. so you really have to adapt a little bit and i mean that's not just ra but people with chronic pain of, of various kinds right you need to just be very sensitive to that Right, um, right. Anything and, else that you that we haven't covered? We want to be, you know, very cautious of joints. I think Alexander teachers are, you know, I, I, I don't think I really need to say that, but I, I will. Um, I, I do want to uh, throw out a, a general note of caution, and that is um, that usually we think of RA, we think of the small joints as being affected, and that's often the case, uh, but some of the larger ones can be affected as well. And the cervical spine can be affected. Uh, the atlanto-occipital joint and uh, the joint between the atlas and the axis, uh, those are affected in RA if someone has had aggressive disease or long-standing disease. Uh, or they, if you see a lot of um, 
misshapen joints in their hands, they probably already have um, some disease in their cervical spine. So what we do in you know, helping people find neutral alignment with their head and neck, that's going to be very helpful. But uh, you need to be aware that if if your student begins to have any kind of symptom of nerve involvement or blood vessel compression, uh, you know, I think most are, Alexander teachers would immediately refer, but I just want to throw that out there, that that is a possibility with your RA students. So to be aware of that and refer if uh, that occurs. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I think that um, that gives uh, uh, teachers some food for thought in dealing with with uh, students with RA. Um, Joanne Widner is Widner. Sorry, Joanne Widner. Widner has been my guest. She's an Alexander Technique teacher in Richmond, Virginia. She has a background in nursing, uh, Master of Science in Exercise Physiology and is uh, from personal experience pretty knowledgeable about rheumatoid arthritis. So, uh Joanne, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you, Robert. I'm I'm really happy to talk with my colleagues about how they can help people with RA because I I think they really have a lot to offer. Okay. <laughs> 